Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Kale. How you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Um, Can you actually say my name or... Yeah, I can say your name. Kale? Am I a vegetable? What? I you didn't say didn't, Carol. You didn't. Yeah, you're right. You didn't say Carol. I, no, I didn't say Kale. You said, I said Kale. I said, what's going on, Carol? Carol. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. There was no R. Whatever. What, did I say Kale? Yes. What's up, Kale? <laughs> you freak. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I'm start calling you Mac. Can't even. Yeah. Okay. You sound like you're from New York or no Boston. What's up, Mac? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mac, come down to the yard, Mac. You do. You sound like you're from Boston. Say it. Say Mac. Mac. Yeah. You do. <laughs> what the? Fuck? You. We found an accent you can do. Okay. But only my name. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Anyway, speaking of people doing terrible accents, Brandon's on this episode. What? He does the, oh, dude. Oh, yeah. You're harsh in my buzz, dude. (laughs) Hey, geezer. What is that accent? California. Surfer dude accent. Awful. Oh, gnarly waves, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's very... It sounds like Keanu Reeves. California. Keanu Reeves is from Hawaii, but... Mm. Also, I think he grew up in California. I don't know. I, I don't know. Mm. Anyway. We watched The Unreal World. Remember when we watched The Real World for a little while? Yeah. And then we just fucking stopped because it was not good. It really wasn't. It was so sad. The first seasons were were funnier. Were better. Uh, you mean the only season that's been out? Of the real world? What are you talking about? (laughs) I don't know anymore. (laughs) The real world started in like 1993 or 92, I think. Really? Yes! (laughs) Okay. New York was the first one. We watched like season seven. Okay. Okay. Are you insane? Apparently. Apparently, I live in an alternate universe where we watched the first season of The Real World. The Real World predates our show. Okay. Yeah. They but, were on something ahead of us. Well, th- it's funny because like, I believe there the from the first season, there was a dude named Tuck. And that's who, who Brandon's playing. Oh, really? Yeah, it's very funny. Okay. But anyway, yeah, he was like a breakout star or something like that, but everyone hated him. Hmm. He's like a dick. Makes sense. But yeah, New York was the first one. I believe they were in Miami when we were watching. Yeah. It was so boring. But they did, I think they did Chicago. I want to say they did New Orleans, Las Vegas, like all the major cities. Oh, I'd like to see some of those cities more than Miami. Yeah, it it wasn't entertaining. No. There was a couple decent personalities, but it just wasn't, I don't know. I didn't like it. Yeah. 
the, like I said, the first couple seasons were much more intriguing. Hmm. But anyway, there was more like with them living together and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe it was the the newness. Yeah, novelty is the word I was looking for, but maybe it was the novelty of it. But I don't know. But anyway, this episode is the Unreal World because they're playing parts. Yeah, because Claire and David have a project due in their film class. Mm -hmm. And apparently Claire turned in a 20-page paper that was like outlining six different personalities that they were going to see in their documentary. Right, because they, they they had a group of people that were living together on campus, I guess, six people. Right. Three girls and three guys. It seems odd, but yeah. whatever, that... He was, they had agreed to be filmed like it's the real world. But then they backed out at the last minute. Tuck, yeah. And Tuck, who is played by an actor who looks suspiciously like my sister's boyfriend. Okay. Seth. Maybe he has a double life. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so they're scrambling to figure out what they're going to do since their film subjects have, you know just backed out, mm-hmm. and they got in a big fight. Yeah, all of a sudden they hate each other very conveniently. Right. They didn't sow these seeds at all in any other episodes, because we've barely seen them in any other episodes, but yeah. they didn't sow any of these seeds. Just all of a sudden in this episode, they she's like, yeah, sometimes I do think you're stupid. <laughs> she's very mean to him. Yeah, and I mean it's not in his control that these people backed out, but she's right. blaming him. It's not not right. But he's trying to like get back in her good graces, I guess, and so he problem solves this by getting six of their friends to come over and pretend to be these people. Well, that them too. I don't know why he includes himself and Claire. Oh yeah. But then yeah, he, he gets Steve, Brandon, Kelly, and Donna. Right, so there's six of them. Yeah. I don't why. He could have gotten and, Andrea, too. Could have. Didn't. And, and Dylan, but Dylan probably wouldn't have done it. No, Dylan is not a joiner. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> Dylan's big contribution to this episode was uh, helping his sponsor, who's writing a screenplay. Yeah, we'll, like, get, we'll get to them. Yeah, it's not a very big part of the show, but it's, no, but it's I funny. Barely even remember that it happened. Oh, I'll tell you all about it. Okay, <laughs> but this is the main part of the episode the the main driving force in the episode. I would say, yeah. So they have cameras all over the house, and um, prior to this, Donna's mother was over, mm-hmm. and. As she's leaving, she's tell, you know basically telling Donna, like, oh, you know, David looks like he's still in love with you, and maybe you guys should try again. And Donna's like, he has a girlfriend. Yeah, Donna's mom being an awful person like usual. Right. So now everybody's on camera together, mm-hmm. and uh, shenanigans and hijinks ensue. Well, they're all playing, they're all playing parts. Right. They have character sketches of who they're supposed to be, and Donna's got a terrible british accent oh my god it's awful and donna and david are in love with each other Mm -hmm. david's got some big crush how did she know this did she like did claire live with them 
did she interview them separately? How does she know this dude has a crush on somebody else when he hasn't even told the woman? That's a very good point. And my question here is, David assigned all these parts. And, like, did he just throw that in there? Like, I don't know. No, she, they're going off the sketches. She, she, the character sketches that she turned in. They're going off the character profile she turned in. So, she's the one that said that. He assigned the part, so he assigned himself the part of the person that has a crush on Donna. Right. But he didn't put that detail in there. That detail was already there. Well, like, Steve's supposed to be a Texan with a drinking problem. Yeah. And it's funny, because he he is doing such a poor job Mm -hmm. that you can't really tell when he's acting and when he's not acting. Right. Well, that's the thing. So David, I think David only has one scene really where he gives an interview where he's playing his character. But I think that Brian Austin Green does a pretty good job of acting like he's acting unconvincingly. Not 100% unconvincingly, but so it's very difficult as an actor to be acting in a scene. Mm-hmm. to be playing a character who's then playing a different character and not doing a great job. Right. Doing an okay job, but not a not an awesome job and not a terrible job. It's easy to play farcical like you're super, like, and then I went to the store. Right, right. And, like, that's really easy. And then doing it really well, if you're a good actor, is easier. It's harder to get that middle ground of someone that has some talent but is not a super talented actor because obviously he's not supposed to be playing a professional actor but he does it really well i could see like i could see exactly what he was doing and he does it really well some of them don't like mm-hmm. donna donna's an okay actress you know um tori spelling spelling's an okay actress but donna is not she's not good at playing bad cuz it's it's too bad Right. And I think Steve's the same way. I don't think Steve can portray a a decent actor. But I mean it was it was different because it was so subtle. Like with Donna it's like over the top mm-hmm. and Steve it's like are you acting or what's happening right now? It's like so right. like especially like the Texas accent he could have done a lot more with. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But then he gets a call from Celeste. I don't know why she's calling him. She called him? I thought just somebody gave him the news. Well, who would have called him? Any of their mutual friends? She's living in Hawaii. Yeah, but they went to school together. Didn't they? Um, Actually, I don't think they did. Uh. But even if they did, yeah, they didn't really have mutual friends. They've been on a dating show. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't know who would be in Hawaii that would know this story. I don't know. Anyway. People talk. They Remember, they broke up in Hawaii or whatever. Yeah. She stayed there, and apparently she's getting married to a Navy person. So, yeah, he's very upset. Yeah. Which, like, I really don't get because they weren't, like, that super close. No, but now he's pining for... Yeah, whatever. Harry Grant's done, Diane Cannon's daughter. <laughs> Who we'll never see again, by the way. Right. I mean, that's kind of the point of her being in Hawaii. And getting married. Mm-hmm. 
So we got to find a new love interest for Steve. Well, he he throws some of them out there. And he gives a a big swing and a miss to uh, another one. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You don't remember any of this shit, do you? No. (laughs) At one point, he goes up to, well, okay, we'll get there. But so he starts talking and he's he's real and it's like, you know, upset about how everyone that he's cared about is like, I don't know, with somebody else or whatever. And they start filming it. Mm-hmm. It's a, it becomes a theme in this episode where people break character and start talking about real things and someone picks up the camera and films it. Usually Claire. Expertly. <laughs> Usually Claire, but one time it's Steve. Steve films Kelly because then Kelly gets a call from her mother who is allowing Mel to move back in. Yeah. Not only did they apparently date or fuck or whatever, but now she's letting him move back in. Yeah, Kelly is very upset. It's going very fast. And Steve decided to spike the watermelon at the party that they're having. With vodka. So, you know, Kelly gets wasted on that, too. Yeah. Well, they, they all do, but... Kelly gets the most wasted. Oh, yeah. And I think partially because of the news that she heard. He tries to warn them, hey, this is real vodka. Yeah, because they're supposed to be using water. Right. But so, because he's got a drinking problem. And they, so they, yeah, they all get drunk. And this is the, the heart of the matter. They all get drunk and then they start talking about their, well, first of all, Kelly goes off. She... Gets her call from her mom. She gets all pissed off. And she's like, she has no self-respect. She, you know, he cheated on her. And why all of you guys are cheaters. You're all awful. And she finally calls Brandon out. You yeah. were right. She, You thought that she suspected something was going on, even though she never let on. But she finally calls Brandon out. And she's like, yeah, well, what was going on with you and Emily Valentine? Well, huh? I was in the fire. Right. <laughs> he's like, what are you talking about? And then... uh. Dave, uh, Claire says to David or something like that, well, you still have feelings for Donna. And he's like, well, I bet you still have feelings for Brandon. Brandon and and Kelly have left at this point. Mm. And she's like, yeah, you know, I guess I do. Which is weird because that's never come up either. Yeah, I really thought she was over him. It's like she's talking about how she's flirting with him all the time and stuff like that. And it's like, have they even ever seen together? No. So, yeah, it's weird. But they all start talking about it about who they still love or they love two people at the same time. Like Mm -hmm. Kelly ends up going to bed because she ends up passing out because she gets too drunk. Her and Brandon have a conversation where she says to Brandon, yeah, you know, you didn't never really answered about Emily Valentine. What's going on with that? What were you doing? You need to tell me what you were doing when I was in the fire and he was like, nothing, nothing. She's like, well, what do you, he keeps avoiding the question. Mm-hmm. And, and she, he finally says, well, what are you asking? She's like, did you sleep with her? And he goes, he lies and says he didn't. There, I do not believe him at all. No, I don't believe him either. He lies and says he didn't. He's like, we had a good night kiss. That was it. And that's all we saw on camera. But he was very late to that party. Mm-hmm. When they had the good night kiss, the fire was had not broken out yet. Right. She was still just dancing, getting ready to she wasn't even ready to leave yet, exactly. So how long did that good night kiss last for? Why was it like two hours later till you came to the fucking party? 
I just don't believe him. No, yeah, I, I agree. I think he totally slept with her. But he says that, and then she says, well, good, because I need to be able to trust you because I think about our future together and getting married and all this stuff and everything. And then he starts to confess that he thinks about it too, but she's passed out of sleep. I don't think they should be together. I agree. And it really bothers me. Like I was kind of hoping that when it came to light that they would break up. Me too. Did not happen. So everyone's confessing everything. Like Kelly, before Kelly goes to sleep, she points out how David cheated on Donna and she says Steve cheated on Celeste, which is why she's marrying somebody else mm-hmm. now. Uh, that Brandon cheated on her and Dave, David cheated, or not David, um, Dylan cheated too. Oh, yeah. And she says, Donna says, well, Ray didn't cheat on me, which is so <laughs> funny. And Donna's like, you don't know, she's probably, he's probably got a little thing on the side or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, even if he hadn't already cheated, the fact that he's on the road without her, I think, you know, like you just assume. Yeah. So then she passes out. She throws that grenade and then she passes out. <laughs> but then they all start talking about like Steve says, hey, if you weren't with Kelly or if Kelly would have me back, I'd take her back in a second. And I wonder if that's going to happen. I would love to see that happen. I would, too, actually. I think they would. I think they would would be a good couple. Yeah. But they they kind of all go through and confess. It's a big confession of cheating. This episode. Yeah. Yep. So, and earlier, David and Donna kissed. Yeah, when they were talking in the bedroom, she's like, I was just remembering the last time that we were both in here. When I almost got raped three weeks ago. And he hugs her to comfort her, but then they start making out. And I have an issue with that. Uh-huh. Because, like, she's like, I was just thinking about how I almost got raped. And now we're going to make out. Let's fuck. And like this happened in a book I was reading before, too, where like this lady got raped and a guy saved her. And then they were like romantically interested. And he's like, you know, touching on her and stuff like a day later. And I'm like, that does not seem right. What book was this? I don't remember. Some it was just some like stupid, like, I don't know, teeny bopper kind of. Oh, okay. Whatever. I don't remember. All right. But, I was worried it was a book I wrote. <laughs> Why did you write something like that? I don't think so, but I could have. I mean, I know you've written about women getting raped, but <laughs> I don't remember it's thinking. Not like it's a theme. <laughs> I don't remember thinking that it was unrealistic or something. But okay. I mean, this was very obviously like okay, gotcha. s- stupid and didn't make sense right. in this book and in this episode of Nine Two One Zero. I'll bet you a guy wrote that. Oh, yeah. Because it's a very hero complex thing. Like, guys think, like, oh, knight in shining armor. But it's like, but if she's already been raped and, like, yeah, that's not how a woman's going to look at that. Yeah, I guess. Oh, that, my hero. I guess that makes sense. That's probably where they're going with this episode, too. We're like, oh, I'm just remembering how you saved me mm-hmm. instead of remembering how I almost got violated. But that's a trauma, yeah. Especially if it's if you've actually been raped. Yeah. Just attempted. But Anyway, so... They, that kind of happens, and everyone sort of confesses stuff. So who knows? Everything's up in the air now. Well, and Claire saw Donna and David kiss on the camera. And then and then she kisses Steve. Oh, yeah. As part of her character. <laughs> so then when they're editing everything, she Claire says it's Claire and David, 
And Claire's like, that's when she gets really insulting to him. And he's like, she she says, what are we going to use? The best stuff is when they're not in character. And he's like, yeah, but that's not what we said we were going to turn in. Right. So that stuff has to get cut out. And she's like, no, you know, we can, I can finesse it this way or that way. And he's like, yeah, I don't care. He's like, I'm not the, the great Nazi or whatever. <laughs> um. And then she starts arguing with him. They get into an argument. And finally he goes, he goes, yeah, well, you know what? Let's just, let's just end this. Finally. And she says, just like that. (laughs) Which is like, you're being really mean to him and like pushing him away. What do you mean? Just like that. Yeah. And, and he goes, yeah, fine. She's like, well, guess what? I don't care then. I'm glad. And then she storms off. And then, this is a bad acting moment from Brian Austin Green. He he kind of pauses, gets this smirk on his face. Camera pans to him looking at Donna on the video, and he goes, "Yeah, I'm I'm alright with the two or whatever." <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cheesy. But yeah, so that's how. So their relationship gets blown up. It looks like Brandon and Kelly are probably closer together. Ugh. And uh, I don't know about the rest of them. Uh, Steve does go up to Donna the next day and basically suggests that they uh, make out or whatever. And Donna's like, uh, whatever, you know, like she she pulls a Claire and is like, as if. And then <laughs> just kind of walks away and like he's like, oh, you can't blame me for trying or whatever. Wow. It's like, I, it's so weird because he even says that he kind of misses... Uh, I don't know, Kelly Kapowski. What's her name? <laughs> Valerie. Right. Oh, Valerie. Yeah, and then Valerie in this episode. Valerie is a just a lying whore. So <laughs> she's been living in this hotel. You hate her so much. Why, really why do you hate her you. so much? Because she's just awful she's slimy she like there's nothing good about her but she's so pretty who cares (laughs) like i'm not fucking her so i don't care that she's pretty i care that she's a shitty person all right anyway no one's fucking her no she can't get fucked well we'll get there so she asked to put something on her room tab i don't remember an outfit an outfit from yes. the shop. Okay. And the dude's like, no, actually, we were just informed that your account is closed. and Frozen or whatever. Or, yeah. You got to talk to the manager. And she's just like, oh, my goodness, how could this be? You know, blah, 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 like tirade. And it turns out she's been living three weeks in this hotel, which it seems like it should have been a lot more, but the show's trying to say it was only three weeks. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense because Donna's like, I've been holed up in here for three weeks. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. She's been there, I think she's been there longer than three episodes. It's definitely been longer than three weeks. I was thinking it was like a month or two at least. At least. So, anyway. They're saying she, she owes them like three weeks of whatever it costs per day in this suite. And... Spa charges, clothes charges, food charges. Room service. Apparently, she's been charging everything, living on credit. I don't know how that happens. I don't know how you just show up to a high-class hotel 
with no line of credit, no credit cards, no references, and just say, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to open up credit and uh, just put everything on my bill. Maybe she gave them some money up front. Maybe. Because I guess. she I had a lot of money when she moved in. Yeah, I have no idea, but maybe. I mean, but yeah, it, the whole thing doesn't make a ton of sense, but it, it explains why she's been able to continually afford to live there when we're like, how is she getting any money? She blew a bunch of money on buying that club. Yeah, she bought a club and a car. <laughs> so she says to the the guy that runs the hotel, the hotel manager, she's like, maybe I could get a special rate on my room. And he's like, yeah, you're, you're getting the special rate already. And she's like, yeah, but I was thinking maybe you and I could. Uh... Be creative. Right. And then she pulls a, a stereo out and pushes play and it goes. round. <laughs> Right. And the guy goes, uh, she's like, what do you say? And he goes, uh, I say we take uh, every major credit card. Or personal check if you prefer. Right. <laughs> so that's a no to fucking her to she erase her tab. offering her pussy up to pay people. <laughs> like, that's why I don't even, I, I feel like calling a, her a whore is an accurate statement at this point. Well, here's the thing. She's... She wants to be a whore, but no one's buying. It's so weird. Yeah. Because she is so pretty. Yeah. Although I can't imagine a hotel manager being like, yeah, okay, I'll, let me have sex with this 20-year-old, and then I'll I'll somehow erase her tab. Yeah. Seems ridiculous. So she ends up moving back in with the Walshes. Now... I don't see how that's really going to solve the problem. I mean, she's not going to get any more in debt, but she still owes. And again, they just write it down. We don't get to see the number. We don't know how much she owes. I hate it that they keep doing that with money. Like, give us some frame of reference. They're rich. I want to know what numbers we're talking about. Right, yeah. I want a fucking spreadsheet of <laughs> their expenses and how much they make. I just want to know how much she owes. What do you think? Three weeks in a, in a thing like that with food and spa and stuff like that. Three weeks. I'm going to guess in the neighborhood of uh, $30,000, $35,000. Holy shit. Really? Yeah, yeah. That, that, so that, that suite is probably like, I'm going to guess at least $500 a night. Okay. Probably more. Because it's a really ritzy hotel, but at least $500 a night is my guess. And if you're talking about 15 days. So that would only be $7,500. But then there's the clothes and the food and the spa. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I think that would be 12500 15 times 5. But... What? Oh, wait, no, you're right. I guess you're right. Wow. 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 <laughs> I was thinking twenty five. I was thinking 25 times 5. I don't know why you're timesing anything by 5, but... 500. Uh-huh. Five. Okay, but it was five. It was 15 days, $500, so it's 15 divided in half. I was thinking 25 days at $500. Oh, but you said 15. Yeah, but 25 is closer to three actual weeks. Okay, I realize that we probably should not be discussing <laughs> the math here. Nobody cares. You want the money. <laughs> anyway, I'm thinking it's between twenty and $30,000. Okay. 
So now she has moved back with the Walshes, even though she owns a club. Mm-hmm. Like, so dumb. Sleep at the club. Yeah. Sleep at the club or, you know, don't spend all your money and, uh, you know, get a little apartment or something. Because mm-hmm. ha- she has some income now. Yeah. Whatever. It's ridiculous. And she says, she goes upstairs. She's like, oh, it's so nice to be home, Cindy. And, and Jim's all pissed off yeah. that she's back. And he smelled pot, and he's mad about it. He says to that to Brandon, and Brandon's like, uh, don't ask, don't tell, geezer. Because <laughs> he's playing his part. Right. So then we get to Andrea and Jesse. Well, no? we're not done with Valerie yet. Oh, okay. What else we got going on with Valerie? As you said, she's got somebody playing the club. And they're, they have, they're having some kind of movie premiere. And Dylan is with his sponsor again. It's like his new favorite person. And they're in the peach pit. And he starts talking to, Valerie starts talking to him, to both of them. And the, the sponsor guy is like kind of enamored with her. And she's talking about this movie that's premiering. He's like, oh, I know that guy. I know his work. And she's like, well, why don't you guys come in and look, you know, and everything. And. He's like, yeah, it'd be a great uh, time to, uh, what's it called, mingle, mm-hmm. to network. And so they agree to go. And they go in there, and she's kind of flirting with Dylan and being nice to this guy. And she says to Dylan, hey, do me a favor. Um, find me before you leave. So Dylan does, and she gives him a ride home. They go to his house, and... She's like, oh, it's nice being on friendly terms like this. And he's like, yeah, drugs and money got in in the way, but, you know, this is okay. And she says, I've missed you so much or whatever. And he like, he goes, yeah, I think uh, I like this better platonic. And she says, mm, I can do that. And then she gets really close to him and she goes, but I'd rather not. It's <laughs> like, oh, that's bad. She's like, yeah, and then he closes the door and grabs her, and he's like, yeah, it's bad, or whatever, and like starts making out with her. So I, I'm sure it's only going to be one time, but she's getting late again. Congratulations to you, Valerie. And Dylan, what are you doing? You know you're just going to, like, at, after you fuck her, you're just going to be like, oh, yeah, get out, by the way. Yeah. It's like, I don't like him either in this situation. Yeah, I don't like either of them. I don't like them together. But they are together for at least another... Until another uh, member of the cast member catches her eye. Maybe she'll try to sleep with Brandon now that they're they're in the same... They're adjoining rooms again. Maybe. It does seem like a pastime she would enjoy. Mm -hmm. So, that's her. Then we get to Andrea. So, yeah, tell us about that. Because you don't remember anything about it. I, why are you going to call do, me out? I've had to do so much of your job in this episode. I've had to recount so much stuff while you just sit there and patiently listen <laughs> like you're an audience member. Like, mm, oh, that's what I missed. Okay. <laughs> I was tired. Jeez. So, Andrea, Jesse finds this old chair. And he's like, it's all broken and shit. He's like, hey, look what I found when I was jogging. It's trash. 
My dad used to do that too, by the way. I don't know if your dad ever did that, but my dad used to find trash and he'd bring it home. No. Like, look at this uh, recliner. We just we just need to clean it and stuff. My mom was always like, get that out of the fucking house. <laughs> but he would do that. He'd drive home and he'd be like, hey, look what I found. Someone's throwing this out. Yeah, no. we. No, I don't think my dad ever brought trash home. No, no my dad did. Anyway, so... He finds this old broken chair, and he's like, hey, you know, we sand it, paint it, fix it. Didn't you ever take wood chop? And she says, yeah, I got a C. Well, in <laughs> class, I got a C in. He's like, yeah, well, I pass with honors. So I'll supervise. So then they start painting the chair and, you know, everything. They're, they're working on it. Everything's going well. They're kissing and stuff like that. He's like, oh, it's been so long since we've had fun doing something like this. And they end up sleeping with each other. And then... Next morning, uh, they're talking. First of all, she says, like, hey, I need to tell you something beforehand, before mm-hmm. they start, you know, doing the chair. And he's like, oh, what? And she's like, just, I love you. Yeah, she <laughs> like chickens out. And then, speaking of the theme of confessions of cheating, next morning comes, and she's like, Jesse, there's something I got to tell you. And he's like, oh, what's going on? And he says, or she says, I've been seeing a therapist about our marriage. And they've helped me realize that we need honesty in our marriage. And he goes, oh. He's like, yeah, I guess we haven't had a lot of that lately, huh? She's like, no, we haven't. And he goes, I guess I haven't been hiding it very well. I've been crawling up the walls. Been just dying to tell you been hurting to to keep this inside and she's like what and he (laughs) goes when i was in kansas city and i told you that i went out and played poker that one night i was at a restaurant with a a hot young paralegal or whatever i don't know law clerk or something he's like it was just supposed to be dinner that's all it was gonna be and she invited me back to her hotel and you know i was just gonna walk her home we ended up in bed together it's like, I've felt so bad about it. So he cheated on her. Mm-hmm. And she just, like, mouth agape. And that's how the, the episode ends. So she doesn't even confess her cheating yet. Oh. Seriously? Mm-hmm. I See, I, because I did drift off for a minute, thought that he was confessing because she had confessed. No. All she wow. confessed was that she had gone to therapy about their marriage. So, in my opinion, incredibly out of character for Jesse. Mm. They make him cheat so that it's even so they can stay together. I mean, yeah, that's probably why they're doing it. But I wouldn't go so far as to say it's out of character for Jesse because he is a young man in college who was away from his wife for a long period of time. Several times, right? And they were having a lot of problems. Yeah. And so it, it may from her cheating. Okay. That he didn't know, but yeah. But I'm just saying like, it, it makes sense that he might, you know, waver. I guess. Nobody is perfect, you no, know? No, except for me, but nobody's perfect. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, under normal circumstances, I don't think he would have cheated. But he did. And so now we have to see if she's going to confess her cheating. And if she does, are they going to just forgive each other and move on? And if she does, is it going to be off camera? 
Is in the next episode, are we going to start with a conversation with them, with her going, I can't believe you did that or whatever. And he's like, yeah, well, you cheated on me too. And then like, because he already knows. It better not be. Like, we need to see her confess. Yeah. I want to see her get in trouble. I want her to suffer. <laughs> so funny. Like, I'm not even mad at Jesse. <laughs> well, he didn't know that she he was getting cheated on already. But yeah, I mean, I see where you're coming from. But yeah, that's the episode. So go ahead and write us, LateV1994.com. Check out the website at www.retrolatev.com. And uh, share the tapes with your friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.